we're going to go ahead and preview week seven, the upcoming matchup between the Vikings and the Detroit Lions. And if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, it's very important to know, or you probably already know this, that the Minnesota Vikings are likely going to be facing a pissed off Detroit Lions team after they got absolutely railroaded by a shit show of an officiating performance in which they lost this past Monday night to the Green Bay Packers final score of 23 to 22. It's now to the point where any human being or any inanimate object that you see from this point moving forward, they all now qualify to be an official in the National Football League because evidently you don't need any sort of qualifications or experience to be a referee in this sport. So it's very likely that the Vikings are going to face an extra charged up Lions team. So we're going to break down the Lions and how the Vikings match up with them. We'll go ahead and start with their offense. Low key under the radar, Matthew Stafford is playing extremely well. And the number one difference that I've noticed from him this year is when you go back and look at Matthew Stafford in each season he's had up to this point in his career, his touchdown to interception ratio has been anywhere between two to one and three to one. So far this year, through the first five games of the Lions season, Matthew Stafford is pushing close to a five to one ratio, basically saying, Matthew Stafford is taking care of the football. He is essentially the anti-gunslinger Matthew Stafford that we've come to know and love in years past. He looks a lot more calm, and he's not forcing those errant passes that we're used to seeing. And there could be a lot of contributing factors to that. Number one, maybe Matthew Stafford has simply matured as a quarterback. Number two, first-year offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel and his new system. Number three, I would say that this is the best collection of weapons that Stafford has to work with on offense and notice I said collection because clearly the best singular weapon that Stafford has ever had was Calvin Johnson aka Megatron but when you look at the group of receiving weapons that Stafford has to work with goodness Kenny Galladay he's likely going to be a pro bowler Kenny Galladay may be the best receiver that no one is talking about he is going to be a star Marvin Jones, he's very nice as well. TJ Hawkinson, their rookie tight end, he's also going to be a star as well in the future. One thing I will say about TJ is he needs to work on securing the football through the end of the play, through the end of the whistle, because there's been too many times where he catches the football, but he doesn't hold on to the football through the end of the play. He'll fall down and it just pops out of his hands to then count as an incomplete pass. But he's a rookie. He's only going to get better. And then Jesse James, he's very nice as the tight end too. And I watched J.D. McKissick during his time with the Seattle Seahawks, and I thought when the Vikings lost out on Jarek McKinnon, I said, man, I hope we get J.D. McKissick because he's an electric football player once he gets the ball in his hands. So this is the best collection of offensive threats that Stafford has at his disposal. And then when you count the run game, they have a very good run game led by carry on Johnson in which they average 108 rushing yards per game total as a team that they do the Detroit Lions do and if you are going to stop this Detroit Lions offense because you got to remember or at least you got to think anyway their offensive line is pretty nice but they do an extremely good job of opening up the run lanes in the middle so this game is going to call for a strong performance 
from the two defensive tackles, Linval Joseph and Shamar Stephan, to clog up those double A gaps. And then when you consider, when you look back, the blueprint was given to you by the Packers this past Monday night to where they essentially slashed the average rushing yards of the Detroit Lions in half. So they averaged 108 rushing yards per game as a team, but the Packers held the Lions to 56 yards total rushing in that game this past Monday night. So as long as the defensive tackles clog up the middle, I think you'll be fine. And then I want to see Mike Hughes on Kenny Galladay. I swear to God, if Xavier Rhodes covers and if he wants to shadow Kenny Galladay, then you might as well call it a day because Kenny Galladay will legit go off for at least 150 yards and two touchdowns. Xavier Rhodes cannot keep up with him. That's why I want to see personally Mike Hughes guard Kenny Galladay. He's been our best cornerback in the limited time that he's been with the team since recovering or being fully healthy to play since recovering from his torn ACL last year. So I want to see Mike Hughes on Kenny Galladay. I want to see Trey Waynes on Marvin Jones. When it comes to Xavier Rhodes, bro, I don't care. Bro, guard Jesse James or something. I don't know. Or put him on the bench. I don't care. Guard the fourth receiver or whoever the hell else. I don't care. And then I want to see Anthony Barr. He's had a great season so far. But I think this is a game where if you're Mike Zimmer, you have to put your pride to the side. Because if the defensive line is going to shut down the run game, then you've got to expect the Lions to go super pass happy. And if that's the case... Anthony Barr, he may not necessarily have a great game if he's out there for 100% of the defensive snaps. So me personally, I would like to see a rotation between Anthony Barr and J. Ron Curse because that way he can at least play the middle of the field in pass coverage. Now, if J. Ron Curse has to go deep, then there's a liability. But I would like to see a rotation between Anthony Barr and J. Ron Curse, assuming that you shut the run game down, unless you're going to make Anthony Barr rush the passer 100% of the the time but I don't know if you'll necessarily be able to get away with with that and next you want to limit the deep plays so they're not afraid to throw the deep passes and carry on Johnson can go off for deep running plays and if you give up touchdowns that way then you're going to have a long ass day but if you can minimize the deep passes that the Lions will normally take off with if you can minimize the damage there you want to see incremental gains if nothing else by the Lions because that's okay even if they get in the red zone they've struggled as a team to score touchdowns in the red zone as they are a bottom 10 team in that category so honestly I think the defense will be fine Kenny Galladay is my biggest concern and then also because of the deep plays that the Lions like to do I'd like to see both safeties I don't want to see a single high uh, coverage safety I want to see both safeties Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith both play center field to really minimize the damage out there especially if Xavier Rhodes is out there on the field so that is the Lions offense and how the defense can take care of that and then we get to the Lions defense now I'm going to read these two rankings for you real quick their run defense the Lions run defense is sixth worst in the NFL their pass defense is fifth worst in the NFL but it's crazy because those two stats and those rankings they don't really tell the whole story because in regards to the six worst, the six worst run defense in the NFL, I don't think it's because of their linebackers. I think they have a very quality linebacking core in Devin Kennard and Christian Jones. I think they're very talented. And in, in regards to the fifth worst pass defense in the league, I don't think it's because of, of their secondary at all. In fact, 
I would go as far as to say that the Lions have one of the most talented secondaries in the entire National Football League with Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs, Tracy Walker, Justin Coleman, and Rashawn Melvin. The problem is their defensive line stinks. In particular, their pass rush is a disgrace, which brings up the theme of the game. Ditch the microwave and go with the crockpot because based on what I've seen with the Detroit Lions in their first five games and their pass rush, Kirk Cousins on Sunday should have nothing but time. He should absolutely slice and dice the defense of the Detroit Lions, not necessarily because of their secondary, but if he has nothing but time, then that gives that's going to make the secondary of the Lions, that's going to make them struggle to keep up in pass coverage to where eventually somebody's got to get open. And with the receiving weapons that we have, I think we'll be fine. And then because the defensive line, we say the pass rush stinks, also they can't stop the run as well, which puts more pressure on the second level with their linebackers. And Dalvin Cook, he was held in check against the Philadelphia Eagles last week. I think he's going to have a bounce back game this week against the Lions. So honestly, I think the offense as a whole, they're going to run roughshod again on this particular team, the Lions. But again, I think the one main concern is Kenny Galladay in those deep plays. If you allow them to get away with it, then this could be this could be a little bit more closer of a game. I will say this, though. I'm not trashing the Detroit Lions because they're a lot better than what I thought that they were going to be. But, for instance, the tie that they have against the Arizona Cardinals, if not for their piss-poor pass rush, they would have beat the Cardinals. You would not, you, they would not have tied with the Cardinals. They would have beat them because they were up by, I want to say, two or three scores in late in the third quarter or the fourth quarter of that game. But then Kyler Murray eventually figured it out in his first game as a rookie and he had nothing but time. And then he was slicing and dicing the secondary to where they eventually tied. And yes, they, they should have won that game or at least the officiating crew in the Packers game. Likely the lions would have won that game. So their record is not, they're not indicative of what the lions team what they actually are. But when it comes to this game, I think the Vikings will win this game. I'm going to give a final score prediction of 27-17 Vikings. This is still going to be a pretty tough team. And also, this is a must win for the Minnesota Vikings. Not in the sense that your season is over if you lose, but you have to win this game because you cannot start the season 0-3 in the division. You just can't do that. This is a must win for that factor alone. But certainly, if they lose and go 4-3, and three, it's not the end of the world. Let me know your thoughts, any matchups that I may have missed. But I will say this, though. One more thing going to their pass rush. I bet you, if anything, if their pass rush looks nice, it's because of Pat Elfline. And now, I'm sorry, Pat Elfline is a bum. He's a bum-ass player at this point. I can't defend him anymore. So I wouldn't even be surprised if all of a sudden they get like three or four sacks just because of Pat Elfline's man alone. But either way, I think Vikings will win this game. Final score, 27-17. Let me know the matchups you think I missed out on or let me know your thoughts if you think it's a different score. We do this three times a week. Mediocre Best Sports Podcast with Realistic Randy. Check me out on Twitter at Realistic underscore Randy, Facebook at Realistic Randy. We will go ahead and react to the game and how that goes. That podcast will be on Monday in which I react to the game on Sunday. So let me know your thoughts. We'll see you then. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the game.